You are listening to the postcast presented by the Locked On Senators podcast and the Glebe Central Pub. Make sure you check out the Glebe Central Pub right in the heart of the Glebe. Great food, awesome drinks, the atmosphere to match. And don't forget the Send Shuttle for $17 round trip gets you to and from the CTC. So go visit the Glebe Central Pub at 779 Bank Street and make sure you let them know that Locked On Senators sent you. What? A second and third period plus overtime. We'll forget about the first, but the boys are here to break it all down. I'm Ross Levitan alongside the entire crew. Brandon Pillar's here. The Martian is here. And I would like to start with an apology <laughs> to Eunice Corpusallo. The guy comes in cold. He's elite, doesn't allow a goal. He has three 10 bell saves in the second period to give the team momentum. And they go bingo, bango, bongo, and then overtime happened. Pilsy, how'd you see this one unfold? It was 3 nothing, And the Ottawa Senators come back. They storm back all the way. Maybe you need a little more time than just regulation, but they get the job done in overtime in front of that crowd. And this was one of those games, I think, after the first period, I'll speak for myself at least, I was like, well, this is the en route to be another embarrassing loss here. Like, it it might just be 9 nothing by the time this game is over. They can't get anything done. And then second period, you get the goalie switch. That's an early goalie switch. I, I wasn't sure if I loved it in the moment or hated it, so I'll get your guys' opinion on that. But it ends up being the perfect call as Eunice Corpusal shuts the door Gets Ross's apology in, what, less than 48 hours? Ross uh, has to issue a public apology. And the Ottawa Senators, their star players are their star players, and they get the job done in this one. Martian, thank goodness Ross popped into this postcast, because otherwise it would have been a Martian and Pillsy postcast where the Preds just rolled on through. Yeah, you got to wonder what was said in that first intermission, fellas. Like, they yeah. came out looking like a completely different team. That first period was absolutely abysmal. I was ready to turn this thing off and let the boys know I'm not coming to the postcast tonight because I just can't go through with this thing. But, boy, am I glad that they did what they did. They pulled it off. They uh, they came out and they, they came out with, like, a lot of fire in that second period, a lot of physical energy. Guys like Ridley Gregg really sparking the team, so – uh, very happy with uh, the end result in this one because it would have been a tough one to break down if things kept going the way they were. We would have spent 20 minutes talking about how Ridley Gregg got an embellishment for getting uh, speared in the in the nuts. Right, the gonads. Instead of that, wait, makeup call? I don't even want to talk about the Ridley Gregg situation because as a goalie-friendly show, that UC Saros penalty for making a, a kick save, he didn't even like, there was no kicking motion upon further review. He was literally just trying to slide over and make a save, and Timmy went over top. So we'll call it even. Neither team scored on the ensuing while well, one was a power play, one negated a Senators power play, ultimately making it four on four. But this game came down to two things. Eunice Corpusalo in the second period made 11 of his 17 saves. Sure, he was perfect for the entire game, but that second period in particular, he had a glove save that was just beautiful, and it set the tone, and then Ottawa went down and scored the other way. Have I talked enough about how great Corpusala was? Can I move on to other things, boys? No, I mean, you do your central, yeah. your central citizen or standout. You've got to you've got to go with uh, Corpy. I think you owe it to him here. Well, Maybe. no spoilers, no spoilers. The other side of this was the stars came to play. 
the captain had one of the best games I've seen him play in a long time. Not only because he tied the game and had the assist on Drake's goal, which was nasty, Batherson's goal, to get the ball rolling in this comeback, but all the stars came through. Tim Stutzla scores his 11th of the year, and G-Money Baby gets the overtime winner. Put that upstairs in a hurry. Tim Stutzla, great assist on that. It was great play the other way, goal the other, but they didn't even get a shot on a two on O. How the heck does that happen, Martian? I, I don't know. I, I, I think whoever's coming back there hustling hard. I'm not sure if it was Norris. I know he was on the ice for that, but he was coming back hard. But I don't know how they didn't get that pass across and at least get a shot there. That was he was chickering. Oh, it was chickering. Okay, well, either yeah. way, you know, it was a good hustle by him. Put him that little bit of pressure. I guess that was needed to to negate what was going to go on there, but. Hey, that's the way it works, man. We talked about it last postcast. You get a really good chance at one end. I know it's three on three overtime, and it's going a lot, you know, back and forth a lot more than a five on five play would. But you know, good play, good play happens at one end, and, and it ends up going in the net in the other right afterwards. So that's hockey, and that's why we love it. It's exciting. Yeah, especially three on three overtime. And as soon as this game went past regulation, I ran to FanDuel and hammered the Sens. I just thought like this. Sen's roster is so much more dynamic than really anything that the Nashville Predators could throw out there. Sure, you got Roman Yossi, you got Philip Forsberg, two very, very good players, and UC Saros, obviously. So that's a good trio there. But once overtime started going, I was feeling more and more confident, and I felt even more confident if this game was going to go to a shootout, that the Sens would get it done. So these are the kind of victories you need as a team like the Ottawa Senators, where as a group, you feel like you have the talent, but you just aren't able to get the job done. Well, you're down 3 nothing at home in the first. Goalie change to start the second. All right. Kind of like Brady Kachuk said, let's see the maturity here. They could have just laid flat and died for the rest of the two periods like we've seen them do in the past. But it really seemed like this team was on a mission to not let that happen. Yeah, and I mean, we're not going to slam Sogard tonight because they ended up coming out with the win. It wasn't his night, obviously, tonight, but you do got to feel bad for him because his family wasn't the building for this one. Uh, yeah. Apparently, they, they came in to watch him play one period of hockey, so that's unfortunate for them. But, yeah, man, it's a uh, tough, well, tough Let's get to that. Do you, When that happened, the second period started, were you guys like, yep, right move, get Corpy in? Or how did you feel about that, Martian? I'll, I'll Honestly, I'll, I was pretty I was pretty indifferent at that point. I just didn't think they were going to come back. I didn't think it was going to make a difference. So them putting Corpus Allo in this night off, which I feel like something, that happens a lot to Corpus Allo for whatever reason. The, you know, the backup's supposed to get the start. Um, and then he ends up coming in halfway through the game. And this one, you know, one third of the way through the game. So Corpus Allo doesn't get many nights off when it's supposed to be. But um, for me, I was just like, ah, oh, whatever. Yeah, sure. Throw Corpy in there. How much worse could it be? But yeah, uh, but it turned out to be a lot, the right move. I think for me, it was you You can easier to change one goalie and shake things up rather than all 18 skaters because nobody played that first period yeah. well. I think one of the goals was probably one Sogard would like to have back, the one where it was a nice move getting around Shabbat, and Shabbat did not have his best game tonight at no. all. But he gets around him, but the replay showed like he was hugging the outside of the post. He wasn't really in in, uh, in the spot there. The other two, one's a weird bounce off the, the stanchion. The first one, yeah, nothing you can do there. What are you going to do? And then a tip in front. Like, yeah. what are you going to do? It's too bad, but at the same time, look, great move by Jacques Martin or Justin Peters. Whoever made that call, it set the fire under this team early. But again, early in the second period was when Corpus Allo was at his best this game too. So it, yeah. it could have been worse before it got better. 
and and Corpus Allo gave his team a chance to win tonight. And um, the stat on the broadcast from Kyle Bukowskis saying that this was the first time that a Senators goalie had come in in relief and gotten a win since 2017, Mike Condon. So we're going way back in the history books of this Senators team for that to have happened. So um, I absolutely love what I saw from Eunice Corpusallo tonight. I love what I saw from Jake Sanderson, my locked-on player tonight. Like, boys, he was the best defenseman on the ice, and Roman Yossi was right on the other side. He was as elite as it gets tonight. His advanced analytics, everything matches the eye test for me. Four shots on goal, plus two, had the hit. His um, The shot share when he was on the ice at even strength was all positive when uh, when Sanderson was on the ice. The only people with better were Stutzla, Giroux, and Matthew Joseph when it came to an expected goals percentage of five on five. Jake Sanderson is the real deal, and when he's the best player on the ice, the Sens are usually cooking. So I wanted to give a shout-out here before we even get to our standouts that Jake Sanderson came to play tonight. Now, the Ottawa Senators, from what Pilsy and I talked about this morning with the lines, they completely threw it into the blender. They brought back the Norris, uh, Batherson, and um, and Kachuk line. They end up scoring a goal right off a of face-off. That's a good look there. They ultimately played the most of any line together tonight. And then what did you think? I want to throw this one to you, Pilsy. What did you think of moving Matthew Joseph up on that line with Stutzla and Giroux, just to add that element of speed? Yeah, I thought it worked out because uh, Timmy and G have good chemistry, and then you get a guy like Joseph who – it feels like he he's been the spark plug of the team, really. Like any line you put Joseph on, it seems to have success. He's been arguably their best penalty killer for most of the year, at least consistent. He creates offense on the kill. So I like that move. And a guy like Matthew Joseph, he deserved to be rewarded for a good play. So I don't mind that at all. Yeah, I thought it worked out pretty well. Uh, Martian, did you think this was just a matter of, you know, trying to find combinations that worked after a dismal first period? Or do you think there was a little method to the madness? Yeah, they were definitely in a blender. I think I think Jock identified a few guys who were going and he moved them up in the lineup. And like a guy like really Greg would be a good example of that, right? Guys who had a little bit of pop in their game tonight and Joseph as well would be another one of those, right? You just get the physicality going. That's like in my head, I was thinking it during the intermission. I'm like, what can they do to fix this? It's like you just got to go out there and you just got to make them feel you. So um, sending out guys like, like Greg and Joseph a little bit more often, um, I think I think that kind of strategy worked. And, and obviously Brady Kachuk was playing his game tonight, um, and he was leading by example with that physicality too and shooting the puck like a madman, eight shots on goal for him. So um, I think, you know, those type of players are the only ones who are going to be able to dig you out of a hole like that because – I mean, unless you're getting a, a goal out of Josh Norris, if that ever happens this year, then uh, we'll, we'll be looking. We'll be looking for that. But um, you know, in that situation, I think you gotta you gotta go towards the physical guys and and hope that they can you know spark the team in one way or another. Yeah, and I mean, hey, Marshall, we talked about it. Nashville is the team in the league uh, in our episode today with the most hits. Like, this is a very physical team, and that was one of our keys to victory. Was like, okay. How are you going to stack up against a team that likes to throw the body around? And it seemed like the Ottawa Senators were up for the challenge. Uh, Ridley had that had a nice hit. Uh, I thought Jake Sanderson had a hit. Yep, there was lots of big bodies. Yeah, that McCarron guy's a a monster, eh? Like his shoulder pads look two sizes too big for him almost, but maybe he's just built that way. He's just a truck. Yeah, he's former first-round pick of the Habs way back when. And obviously, when a first-round pick gets drafted by Montreal, they won't have success there. But nice to see him ha- kind of hanging on in uh, in the league. Yeah, Yakov Trenin, 
another enormous big body. He was kind of my prototype for Igor. I thought Sokolov yeah. could kind of become that like heavy physical presence. Hasn't happened yet, but yeah, Nashville's got a ton of size, and I thought Ottawa handled it well. And uh, the hits in this game, everything was basically dead on even, Pilsy, as we were going through yeah. and putting out the uh, the score sheet that we uh, we put out as uh, while we're waiting for the show to start. We'll pull it up in just a moment here, but it was hilarious, like everything. The hits were exactly tied. The face-offs were exactly tied. You looked at the uh, five-on-five shot percentage, that's 52 to 48 in favor of Ottawa. Like This game went to overtime. Certainly uh, it was 3 nothing, then 3 unanswered for Ottawa, ultimately 4, but 3 unanswered in regulation. <laughs> and so it seemed like each team had their time in the game, but ultimately if you add it all together, this was a very evenly matched game when it comes down to it. Yeah, I mean, it certainly wasn't uh, kind of a 50-50 even game. Nashville kind of got all their work done in the first, and then the Sens got all their work done in the second, third, and overtime. So, you know, it takes a little longer for the Sens to get going. Uh, wakey, wakey old boys after the first intermission, but they figured it out. And this is one of those wins where I think they're going to be able to build on this one. Big game up against Detroit. You, If they can go into the all-star bye week break, whatever you want to call it, with the win here coming from down 3 nothing, and then beating Detroit, and then you tack on, we'll just forget about the New York Rangers uh, game, and then you tack on all the success they had before that. At least from a morale standpoint, you're sitting in a good spot where this team can feel good about themselves and start trying to piece together some winning streaks here. Boys, I got a, a low-key addition for the fire helmet tonight. You know how we were talking about what happened after the first period? Yeah. Well, Drake Batherson says that Parker Kelly fired oh. up the boys. Wow. With okay. a talk after the first period, courtesy of our friend Wayne Scanlon uh, at Hockey Scanner from the Citizen. So That's Parker awesome. Kelly getting the boys going. That's not the first guy I would have expected to do that, but that's amazing that he did. I I wonder what he said. I would have loved to hear that speech. Oh, I love it. What an absolute nail gun. And and he's a guy that was getting some shifts where he wasn't even in the in the rotation at Morning Skate. Now, is there a player that Jacques Martin hates more than Dominic Kubelik? The guy played a total of six minutes and 51 seconds tonight and was dashed two in this one. But that's, uh, that's I mean, fair though. Too many. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. That guy. Yeah. Alex is saying, Where's hot lunch? I know he's been on vacation. Marsh, we can't even see you anymore. <laughs> uh, but wait, that's, that's just a heck of a team guy there. Parker Kelly firing up the boys. Oh, yeah, you'll love to see that. I, I would have loved to see kind of everyone's faces when everyone's like, wait, what's going on here? Like, Parker Kelly is is getting up. Like, nothing against the guy. It's just, yeah, like you mentioned, like, it's, you'd think it'd be one of the leadership guys or uh, one of the other vets, but Parker Kelly, I, I guess he's in uh, Jacques Martin's good book, so he's just feeling himself lately. He's like, you know what? We're down three in the first. I'm going to be the one that does this. Brady, you sit down. I got this. So, it worked. Kind of nice. He's sometimes in, you, sometimes you need a guy who's kind of off the radar a little bit to say yeah. something, right? Because, you know, the guys are probably used to hearing Giroux and Kachuk and those guys be the ones who are always the ones, you know, in their ear. Um, so for a guy like Parker to step up and said, I'm sick of this, boys. Let's get them. <laughs> I love it. I love it too, man. And uh, look at the Ottawa Senators coming back with four unanswered goals a night after 
well, two nights after, giving up seven unanswered at home. At one point, it was 10 straight goals against at home after the first period in this game. But they flipped the script, and it goes bingo, bango, bongo, G-money. It was first a goal from Drake Batherson where he just holds on, little backhand, tuck it in. Tim Stutzla rips it home from the slot. Great feed from Matthew Joseph. And then right off a face-off play, Josh Norris to Brady Kachuk. The captain ties it at three with his 21st of the season. That was with two minutes and 50 seconds left in the second period. Then with a minute and 24 seconds left in overtime after a failed two-on-o from the Nashville Predators that saw them not even get a shot on goal. It's a rush the other way. And Tim Stutzla finds Claude Giroux. Short side cheese. And that's what you do on the shortest goalie in the National League. You put it bunk and down. And a great goal for Claude Giroux. Claude Giroux's 15th of the season. Senators win 4-3 in overtime. We got plenty left to come. We've got Send Central Citizens, standouts rather, and a whole lot more. But first, let me tell you about the Glebe Central Pub. I bet you the Glebe Central Pub is buzzing right now in the heart of the Glebe. You can find them at 779 Bank Street for great drinks, awesome food, the atmosphere, the game on the screen as it stands right now. The bar is buzzing, and you can go and enjoy the atmosphere whenever. Just head to 779 Bank Street and let them know that Locked On Senators sent you. They've also got the Send Shuttle. Who doesn't love being amongst friends on the way to and from the CTC? Well, for $17, that's all you'll see. Sue will pick you up an hour and 15 minutes before the game right off the uh, the curb there at 779 Bank Street, and they'll bring you right to the bus area at the CTC, and then you meet there after the game, and they'll bring you right back for a couple cold ones. So make sure you go visit them at 779 Bank Street and let them know Locked On Senator sent you. They're the official pub of the postcast. They get the p- fellas all hydrated up, and now you can go check them out too. So 779 Bank Street in the heart of the Glebe, and let them know the fellas at Locked On Senators sent you. Ross, real quick, I popped in there on Sunday, uh, just like in the middle of the day for a couple quick drinks. I, I ended up being a little snacky too. I had a couple of the, the Bossa sticks. They were delicious. This this place is unbelievable. The vibes were free too, Ross. Oh, the vibes are free at the GCP. Yeah, so maybe you'll bump into Lilim's Martian when you're at the GCP. You just never know. And this episode is also brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Guys, I'm fired up about the Super Bowl. Pissed who do you off. got? Who, who do you got? Who do you got? Not the Chiefs. Uh, this is my annual tradition where I say how much I hate Mahomes and the Chiefs and go on to lose more money than I would like. So uh, we'll see if maybe this year will change. But I'm on the Niners. Safe to say I'm on the Niners here. Let's take down the Chiefs here. And you can have your say. Put your money where your mouth is on FanDuel because on Super Bowl 58, the sportsbook has so many different things you can bet on. Who's going to win? Who's going to get a touchdown? How many points are going to be scored? And I talked about it in today's episode. They have a bet where you can bet on either quarterback to catch their own pass 
at plus 5,000. That's the type of money and type of odds that'll get Williams Marson juices flowing. I'm sure he'll throw a couple shekels on that one to see it, how that goes. New customers in the States join today and you'll get 200 bucks in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. So join fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Woohoo! Welcome back to the postcast. I'm Ross Levitan alongside the Martian. You can follow him on Twitter at Laleem's Martian. Pilsy's here too. You just heard him with another immaculate ad read. Nobody does it better in the biz than Pilsy when it comes to paying credit to those who we love. We also love the Glebe Central Pub. Man, the postcast wouldn't exist without them. But fellas, we've got another note from the locker room. Giroux has added that Kelly works really hard and doesn't say much. So when he talks, people listen. Kelly's getting the helmet. Book it. You guys think Kelly's getting the helmet? Who has it right now? Is it? Uh, people are saying oh, Corpy. It, it's oh. going to be Parker Kelly. I I mean, based it's on that, be. it's got to be. that They're giving him full credit right now for the comeback. So it's got to be him. Okay. Well, do we do we just, like, who should we, who should we Kelly, put Kelly, Drew. Kachuk is a good... Yeah, Brady, and maybe Timmy. Pilsy, who's your first Send Central standout presented by the Gleep Central Pub? All right, Ross is taking a second to think about that. Um, this might be kind of um, a, a surprise, and I thought maybe I would go later, but I wanted to give this guy a shout-out. He's not my 1-1 one, one pick, but I want to make sure to give him a shout-out here. I thought Jacob Chickren had a nice game. Uh, that's going to be my Sun Central standout. Like, we got to see. I've been saying for weeks now, let's get Chickren some offensive opportunities. Let's see that part of his game flourish a little bit more. They got him the one-timer on the power play. There was one opportunity where he gets a slap shot uh, one-timer. I think nice pass tee up from Claude Giroux. Hits Saros in the head. Giroux's like, all right, another one. Passes it over to Chikrin again, and he gets a good wrister, and Saros catches it. Like He just had so many shots on goal tonight, uh, as I double-check. Yeah, five, five shots on goal. He played 26-27. Shabbat is the only one that played more with 27-44. And look, not the best night defensively for that duo. Their Corsi numbers aren't uh, all-time high or anything. But this was a good night for Chikrin playing on the right side. And the play I wanted to highlight the most, we already talked about it, was an overtime there. He fans on the shot on in the offensive zone. Big mistake. Nashville comes the other way. They got numbers. Chikrin is the guy that back checks enough to put pressure on them so that they don't even get a shot on uh, on a two on O. And then you got to think he's gassed at that point. He just booked it up and down the ice. Then he joins Claude Giroux to make it a two on one the other way. That puts puts the pressure on Nashville to cover Chikrin back door. Well, Claude Giroux has the hockey IQ to know. I'm not going to try to jam there. I'm going to ease up, wait for Timmy the trailer. I know he's going to be there. And then Timmy is able to sell, hey, I might slide it over to Chikrin back door on the far side, so you got to cover him. And then Timmy knows Claude Giroux is ready for that pass back, and then Drew gets it and makes no mistake, goes upstairs for the game winner. So I was really impressed with Jacob Chikrin, especially on that overtime winner, because to go back and forth like that and stick with the play the entire time, even though he doesn't get an assist and he's not kind of primarily involved, he's a big reason why that play was successful, and ultimately that leads to the game-winning goal. So Jacob Chikrin, my Sun Central standout presented by the Glebe Central Pub. I love that. Jacob Chikrin's a great choice in this game. Pilsy, I'm going to go with Claude Giroux 
for not only the goal, but his offensive capability of digging pucks out in the corner. He's always in the right spot. He's always just a, a leader to the ump degree. But boys, I got a, a je ne sais quoi stat of the night, courtesy of NHL PR. Oh, Tonight was Claude Giroux's fifth career game-winning goal in games where his team is trailing by three or more goals. Wow. That ties Ooh. Glenn Anderson for the most in National Hockey League history. Wow, that's a, that's a big dog. Who's tracking that stat, by the way? <laughs> Luckily, hockey has a lot of nerds who follow it, who like follow that kind of thing, keep track of it for us, because guys like me definitely don't uh, don't know what they're doing. There. Also, Claude Giroux is a uh, Ottawa Senator. Mm. Yep, I love it. Agreed. Yeah, Martian. That it for yeah. Okay. Well, I'm gonna. You guys left me the guy I wanted anyway, so it's pretty Perfect. good. It's my little buddy over here. <laughs> Yes. The captain. Brady Kachuk, <laughs> boys. Awesome. I mean, he had a big boy night, a nice rebound night after the game against New York where, you know, everybody kind of gave him a bit of a hard time for fighting at the wrong time against a guy he probably should be fighting against. And he came out tonight with a vengeance, boys. He was just ripping the pill. Like I said earlier, eight shots on goal. He had that beauty goal as it was. He was jamming the pocket at the net. Like he was all over the ice. And that feed that he made on the Batherson goal as well was, was absolutely beautiful. So he led by example tonight. He played a strong 1956, 100% in the dot. I'm not two sure for how two. Three. Two yep. for two and both offensive zone draws. Okay, two for two. So yeah, 100% in the dot there for Brady. Like just a couple draws plus two. Um, yeah, he had, a, he had a good 20 minutes out there, boys, and uh, I was happy with Brady's game. It's good to see him back to normal and, and playing the way he should and, uh, you know, leading by example here. Yeah, and, and I just love those games where Brady just piles up the shots, like eight shots on goal, like this guy just gets it cooking. And uh, you can really tell how this team is going kind of based on Brady Kachuk's game most nights, and this was one of those games where – he showed a lot of maturity as the leader of this group and getting that goal off the faceoff was so refreshing to see because how many times do we see other teams do that to the Sens, right? Faceoff, one touch pass, boom, it's in the net. This time, obviously not as clean as you would like in that sense, but Norris wins the draw, Brady wins the puck battle, and he just snaps it in. No messing around, no trying to be too cute with it, just meat and potato style hockey. That's what we got to see from the captain, so... A great game from Brady Kachuk. A lot of guys had good games. Like I think we could yeah. probably snap it around one more time if you want. I, I got some other yeah. uh, people. In okay, the let's snap here, it yeah. around one more time. And then, uh, I mean, I'm still buzzing. I got beer league in a half hour, and it's a 15-minute drive. So I got about five <laughs> minutes here to get you. So let me go, and then maybe I'll, I'll snap it back over to uh, to Martian because Pilsy, Pilsy, Martian got his guy. He went third. He got his guy. So I feel like he should go last again here. But maybe we'll just... Let's keep ring around the rosy. So I'll, I'll leave it to you. You got another guy? I won't Me? jump in. I won't jump in front of you in line. Okay. Well, I'll take it then. I'm going Timmy Stutzla, a goal and an assist plus three. Uh, 23 uh, minutes and 15 seconds played. Now the face-off percentage at 25, not what you want there. But, hey, he made up for it in other ways. And, yeah, I just thought this was one of those games where you could see Timmy wasn't letting his frustration get the worst of him. Like, 
one of my first notes is of the game is Timmy fumbles the puck out of the zone and he's pissed off on the bench. And I was like, okay, the, like we're a couple minutes into the game and already Timmy's upset. Like this can't be happening here. Um, he draws that penalty, which uh, I agree. I think that was a makeup called uh, Saros totally within his right to be playing that there. And Timmy just gets caught up, but, and then he has the nice goal. He's got an assist as well. So this is a, a game where if you've got Brady Kachuk, Tim Stutzla, Claude Giroux all cashing in, you're probably going to win that game more often than not. So it's nice to see the stars shine, and especially at home. Oh, it's great. Yeah, Timmy had a great night. He took some contact, too. took some big hits. He just got up and kept it moving. Marsh, I'm feeling really gratuitous right now. So oh, why don't you go, go right back to away? me? Okay, yeah. thanks, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. I'm, I'm going to go with the goalie who came in in relief tonight, and that's uh, Jonas Corpusalo. Yeah, he, uh, it's goalie-friendly show. Boys, we got to make sure the goalie gets his flowers here. So um, Corpusalo made a couple really big saves uh, early in that second period when he first came in, um, and he stopped all 17 shots that he faced tonight. So um, nice bounce back uh, night again for another guy who who had a bit of a stinker on the last one. So my uh, my theme of my central standouts this time is is comeback nights, uh, nice rebound nights for these guys. So Brady Kachuk and Corpusalo are my two guys there. I never doubted Eunice Corpusalo. Let the record show, uh, <laughs> boys. I'm glad you did this because look, we're snapping it around twice. Everyone got their cookies. I love that. Let the fellas eat because now. I'm going to have to give a shout out to the man who's leading the votes right now for who's going to get that helmet. And maybe he wasn't necessarily a standout on the ice, but clearly in the locker room, this guy did enough to get the boys going. Parker Kelly is my Send Central standout in tonight's game. Look, didn't play a whole lot, but it's all about what you have between the ears and between your sternum and back, and that's the heart, baby. And Parker Kelly plays with the heart, and tonight was a glowing example of that. Only seven minutes and 47 seconds, one shot, one hit, but hey, the Sens PK was perfect three for three, and he's a big part of that PK unit, what they're trying to do. He's leading the poll right now of who gets the fire helmet from Eunice Corpusalo, 47%. Claude Giroux has 37%, Brady Kachuk at 11%, and Jacob Chikrin at 5 I almost put Mad Sogard as an option simply because Eunice Corpusalo has it, and I feel like it would be the most goalie-friendly thing to do to give it to your partner who struggled through the first period. I know it's not the case, but I... And look, Mads, I want him to go back to the AHL and get more reps. We'll talk about this more, though, Pilsy, tomorrow on Locked On Senators. Martian, give me some final thoughts. Unless you boys want to keep it rolling, you can. No, I'm, I'm good to pack it in here. Just for me, the final thoughts would be, uh, I can't believe they came back in this one, boys. I'm really, really pumped yeah. about it. Good for them. You know, like I didn't see it coming. Uh, they kind of proved me wrong. I'm usually a live bet when they're down kind of guy. Tonight, I, I said to myself, I'm like, Nah, maybe not tonight. I don't think they're going to be able to do it. So they proved me wrong. Um, and I, I guess I, I should have known that Parker Kelly was going to stand up in that dressing room and, and get the boys going there. So that's on me. Pilsy, yeah. final thoughts, brother. Uh, it's just what a relief. It's so refreshing to win these types of games. And this is a beatable roster, in my opinion. They shouldn't have gone down three zip, but doesn't matter how you start it's how you finish it and they come all the way back four three in overtime you love to see that and it's gonna make this game up against Detroit a lot more interesting because now you got uh you got some highs from that comeback and you've got a rivalry game so I'm fired up for how the Sens are looking here and uh that was such a good win 
I'm fired up for tomorrow's uh, like just postcast, like our sorry game. Like I'm just fired up to get back and and get in the mix. If it's a practice, we haven't been told yet whether the Sens are practicing. We know they're going to travel to Detroit, get all their things ready to go on vacation. Look, if they win that game, they're six two and two in their ten game sample before the break, and that's something you can build on afterwards. We might even have to look at games in hand, but we're not there yet. Right now, just feel good. I feel very happy for everybody at the CTC, especially those who sat through all of Saturday's game, but then decided to go back tonight. Not like some people who just don't go to the game after a loss because they're, you know, gun shy, once bitten, twice shy, like our guy Martian. He gets his bobblehead and he just calls it a day. But hey, man, I listen, I got eight straight losses in a rebel. I'm not afraid of uh, I'm not afraid of going back for another one. (laughs) <laughs> well, shout out to the team tonight to, to put on that great effort in the last 43 minutes. I say 43 because that overtime, I thought Ottawa did a good job of controlling play. Look, we'll break this down tomorrow. More on Locked On Senators. Appreciate everybody in the comments. It's time for a go sends go in the comments. Look, it's the Motown beatdown on Wednesday. I think we got the whole postcast yes. crew as well, and it Ooh. is going to be just amazing. We've already got Wings fans on our YouTube already saying, look, we can't wait for Joseph to come back. We can't wait. You guys stink. Well, guess what? It's time to put money where the mouth is. Senators will wrap up their unofficial first half of the season against Detroit. But fellas, we got lots more to break down tomorrow on Locked on Senators. Now for Brandon Pillar and the Martian at Laleem's Martian on Twitter, make sure you follow him. Give a shout out to at Send Central as well. You're already in the mix with those two accounts. And now, here's Danger Flutes.